Hey everyone, Josh here from Solopreneur Grind, and it is special episode 50 for the Solopreneur Grind podcast. And for number 50, I decided to turn away all the guests and just do a solo podcast. I'm going to cover a few things. Number one, I'm going to reflect a little bit on the first 49 episodes of the podcast because I do think that 50 is a pretty cool number and a pretty cool milestone. So just talking about how it started, what the experience has been like, a lot of the lessons I've taken away, as well as if you want to start your own podcast, I'll be talking about a few tips on how to do that as well. And then the second half, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking more about myself, where I'm at with Solopreneur Grind, where I'm at with my other uh, businesses, and just to give you a little bit more sense of who I am and, and who the host is. So first of all, just want to say if you're tuning in, really appreciate it. And if you have been tuning in to previous episodes of the podcast, whether it be episodes where I have guests on or whether it's been the SG Daily, where I just come on and do some quick snippets, usually between six to ten minutes, then I really appreciate you tuning in. I'd always love to hear any feedback. So if you do have feedback, uh, feel free to shoot me an email, josh at solopreneurgrind.com. I read all of them. I respond to all of them too. So if you have any feedback uh, or any tips or if you think you'd be a good guest, feel free to reach out or just to say hey because it's always cool to hear from listeners. And if you're not subscribed either, I would love it if you did just so you can be notified when the new episodes come out because I have a few other cool guests lined up down the road. So that being said, Let's talk about the SG podcast. We're 50 episodes in, and to be honest, I still remember starting it a little over a year ago. So I want to say it was August of 2018. And the podcast was the first part of the Solopreneur Grind brand that ever came to be. So before even the website was up, I had decided I wanted to start a podcast, and that kind of bred the entire brand. Right now, if you go on solopreneurgrind.com, you can find a little About Me page, you can see episodes I've been featured on, you can see my blog, you can join my email list. But really, all of this stemmed from this podcast that started in August 2018. And the real reason I wanted to do it is because I had been a little bit over a year into my own solopreneur journey, and I love consuming content. I love listening to podcasts myself. I like reading blogs. I'm an avid Redditor. And uh, what I had noticed is the solopreneur journey was difficult, right? I was about a year in. I was starting to do quite well, actually, financially, pretty, you know, at a point where things were stable. I knew I was, you know, meeting my expenses and then some. I was clearly doing something right. And what I realized was a lot of the content that we see out there is from the biggest people, right? The big, big names, the multimillionaires, the people who maybe have had multiple businesses or one really big business or multiple exits or things like that. And they're talking to other big names that you see in the news and stuff like that. But what I really wanted to know and what always interested me in, in terms of content is hearing about how people got started, right? Hearing the nitty gritty details, the hard parts, the struggles, the tactics that were used at the beginning of the journey to actually get off the ground. And the other thing is I like talking about business not just kind of myself and sharing my thoughts, but with other people. And who doesn't like a good story, right? So my thinking was, well, why don't I just start interviewing other solopreneurs? That was 
kind of as simple as it was. I didn't have any plan to make money or to monetize the brand or the podcast. I, it really was a matter of, well, I enjoy podcasting. I had done it before. I like talking about business. I think it would be cool to hear stories and lessons from other solopreneurs. So worst case, if I do this, let's say nobody listens, at least I'll get to meet some cool people and learn some new things. So that's what that's what really bred Solopreneur Grind. And, and just to give you an idea of how easy it is to get started. So if you are thinking about a podcast of your own, I started, and you can probably tell by going back to the first few episodes that the quality wasn't as great, but I started with no intro music, no outro. I used the headset that I got with my cell phone. So I have a, a Samsung, I think it's a Samsung S9, and it came with a headset with actually a pretty decent mic. But I was recording the episodes on Zoom, which I still do. You can get a free Zoom account. And you can record two person or two voices uh, on on a call uh, using that headset plugged into my laptop. And I subscribed to Podbean. Uh, Podbean is who I use to kind of host all of the podcast episodes and everything like that. Write the description and kind of manage the files. And I think that was a plan for like six bucks a month. So I paid something like, you know, 70 bucks up front to get the annual discount or something. I, I forget. I don't even remember what the price was, but it was pretty negligible. And I believe there's free options now, too. You can go on anchor.fm or, or some other uh, hosting platforms. And so you can actually start for free. And if you're worried about guests, I mean, there's two ways to approach it, right? Number one is you can just run a solo podcast. So after about six months of running the SG podcast with guests, I started the SG Daily as well, where I just go on a six to 10 minute rant every Friday, giving you guys a bit of an update of where I'm at and telling you what's top of mind, lessons I've learned and, and things like that. But you can start a, pod, a whole podcast by yourself. Maybe you pick a certain topic. Maybe you just have a rant once or more a week. Uh, but if you do wanna go the interview route, it's actually one of the easier parts of actually getting set up and one of the reasons is because of all the communities online you can leverage to find guests so the way I did it was I went on to Facebook and I typed in podcast guest and what you'll see is there's many Facebook groups dedicated to podcast hosts and guests bringing them together so I went I joined I think two or three Facebook groups and I don't remember them off the top of my head, but if you want them, feel free to send me that email, josh at solopreneurgrind.com, and I will send you the Facebook groups. I think I'm still a member of two or three of them, but you go join the group and make sure to follow the instructions. There's usually certain instructions on how they prefer that you post, and you can say, hey, my name is Josh. My podcast name is this. Here's a link to the website. If you even have one, you don't even need the website. And here are the types of guests I'm looking for, and here are the topics. And before you know it, there were people messaging and commenting, asking to come on the podcast. And I already had a few people in mind from my network. And so I, the first couple of guests were either people I had already kind of known and thought would be good guests for the show, or people from that Facebook group. And probably the first... I want to say 15 to 20 guests, most of them were from Facebook groups. And the thing is, they all turned out really good. So the surprising part is that, 
well, I guess I shouldn't say surprising part, but there's a lot of cool entrepreneurs out there that have really good stuff to say, right? So another reason why I started the podcast was, well, so, you know, social media or, or let's call it the media that's kind of most popular, especially TV, radio and stuff like that is dominated by the people at the top. And the great thing about podcasting and and YouTube and Instagram is that it gives all of us a voice, right? Now, obviously, not necessarily everyone should have a voice, but you'd be surprised how many, in my case, successful solopreneurs were out there waiting and willing to be on a show like this and really have a lot of cool things to say and a lot of value to add and a really cool story of how they got started. So I was really surprised. I wasn't sure about the quality of the guests, but I made sure to do a little bit of due diligence. So I'd ask to see if they had a website or a social media platform, make sure they fit with the show, obviously. So if you're doing a show on animals, you might not want, you know, solopreneurs on unless it's related to animals or something like that. So I made sure that everyone that I had on was some form of solopreneur and Really, I can't say I've had a bad episode, at least in my in my humble opinion. I'm a little bit biased, but I've gone back and listened to many of them over again because they've been super helpful. And I've had guests ranging from coaches to authors to professional athletes to people who buy and sell websites. I mean, just take a look through the list of guests. It's been pretty cool, and I've learned a hell of a lot totally, well, not totally for free, but pretty much for free in very personal conversations. I've gotten to know people really well in just 30 to 40 minutes. My episodes aren't usually more than 50 minutes, but you'd be surprised how much you can learn and how much someone is willing to share in in that amount of time with a stranger. So that was super, super interesting. And you end up forming these cool relationships with the guests And that actually brings me to a few hidden benefits that I didn't expect when I started the podcast. So when I started the podcast, like I said, I mostly thought, well, it'd be a cool creative outlet. I'll learn from people and it'll be really slow. But heck, you know, maybe one day I'll have a few dozen people downloading the podcast and listening to it. And one of the cool things that I realized early on was when you post the podcast, you're really tapping into the network of the guest as well, right? So you can start a podcast with zero followers, zero brand awareness, anything like that. If you have even half decent guests on your show or people with half decent followings, once you post that episode, they're going to be sharing it to their audience and, and you start tapping into others. So not right away, but probably within a, a couple months of launching the show and putting out you know, more than a handful of episodes, the number of downloads slowly started to increase. And I think by around episode 15 or 20, I started to get not only random people reaching out to want to be on the show, but previous guests would send me emails and say, hey, Josh, it was great being on your show. By the way, I know this person who would be a great guest. Do you want to chat with them? So finding guests and getting higher quality guests became even easier because people were making connections. And as you get more episodes that go live, and if you're doing a good job, which I hope I am, then it means more people want to be on your show and tap into your audience 
and have a conversation with you and increase their network size, right? Because podcasting is, it's great for many reasons. It's great for sharing information. It's great for having insightful conversations. It's great for hearing stories. It's also great to tap into other people's networks going both ways, right? So the guest gets to tap into the host's network, of course, and and listeners. And the host gets to tap into the guests who promotes the episode amongst their friends, their following, their family, everything like that. So it's actually been much better than I expected, right? I thought I would start the episode, the podcast. I thought it would take a while to build up a reputation. I thought that it would take a while to see any number of downloads that was worth kind of, you know, being excited about. And I really didn't know what people would think about it, but I, I didn't care too, too much at the beginning. I knew I just wanted to do a good job and have interesting conversations and hopefully for the few people that might listen that they would get some value from it. And so what I quickly found was that, you know, number of downloads was pretty cool, higher than expected, nothing crazy by any means. Uh, I think I'm still in the four figures overall in terms of total downloads, but it got up and going way faster than I expected, mainly because like I said, that network effect and there's so many people looking for podcasts these days that uh, there's a lot of people out there willing to listen if, if you're putting out good stuff. So it's it's grown. It's now been about 13, 14 months since starting. I, I really enjoy it. There was a phase where I was recording about one or two a week, and I've scaled that back to about one or two a month just because they are time-consuming. Planning them takes time. Actually sitting down and recording them really doesn't take more than an hour, but then it takes me some time to do a little bit of an edit, write the description, uh, link to everything mentioned in the episode, and actually push it live. So you should be seeing about two or three of those a month from now on, and I'm pretty happy with that volume, and I'd rather keep it to high quality than force you know a whole bunch of interviews with random people and the quality not be quite so good. So that's really it. In terms of structuring the podcast, and if you're looking to start one, I mean, I don't really have a structure. The way I do mine is I like to spend the first half of the episode talking to all the solopreneurs about how they got started, right? So maybe what were they doing out of school? What did their early career look like? And how did they make that transition into solopreneurship and get their first business off the ground? And then the second half of the episode, I tend to like to talk about their specialties, their expertise, what they're doing now, advice they have for solopreneurs on their expertise or advice for solopreneurs on how to get started and how to get through those tough times, how to get those first few sales and things like that. But really in terms of questions and how I come up with them and how I lead the conversation, I really start with the beginning of their story and then I just go from there and pick out what's interesting from what they've said along the way and dive deeper into the topics that really uh, interest me. So hopefully those still interest you and that the conversations flow well. I know I really enjoy them. I tend to think I'm a pretty curious person and so I think that helps me do a half decent job. And it's led to some pretty cool, cool conversations, cool chats with people, many of whom I've kept in touch with, many of whom I've been on their shows as well. That's the other side benefit is if you're looking to get on more podcasts, a great way to do it is to start your own and that way you can bring people on and if they have their own, they're going to be happy to have you back on as a guest as well. It's also a great kind of 
authority builder, just saying you have a podcast and or showing people that you have a podcast, especially if you have, you know, a few dozen episodes, it shows commitment, right? It shows quality commitment. People can click play on an episode and really quickly get an idea of what you are kind of about, right? How you speak, what kind of thoughts and ideas you have. So it's almost like a an audio portfolio or an audio resume type thing as well. So that's kind of it in terms of what I wanted to talk about regarding the podcast. If you do have any more questions about it, feel free to for it to hit me up. You can message me on Instagram at Solopreneur Grind, or like I said, shoot me an email, josh at solopreneurgrind.com. I'm always happy to talk about it. I think I'm going to put out some more content too about how to start one. So I'll probably throw up a blog post on how to start a podcast of your own. It's it's really easier than you might think. So shifting focus a little bit more to myself, right? I The reason I like to do these special episodes is to dig into a little bit more about me, right? I spend a lot of these episodes getting to know other people and I always, when listening to other people's podcasts, was curious about the hosts, right? Because if you're listening to them a lot, it's good to know about them. So about a year before I started the podcast, and one of the reasons why I did was because, like I said earlier, I was going through a solopreneur journey of my own, and it's tough. There are a lot of ups and downs. The downs can be low. The highs can be super high. But sometimes, or most of the time, I guess you're somewhere in the middle, and it's kind of hard to figure it out, right? Especially when you're spending most of your time working by yourself, which is kind of why I did this as well because even if you can even if you're working a lot by yourself throughout the week i had one or two of these interviews to look forward to each week where sure i might not be meeting the person in person but even just getting to have a 45 minute interesting conversation with someone i find was really really beneficial so i started my law practice a little over two years ago and the first six months were really slow I don't think I signed like a like a major client for the first five or six months and that whole time all you're thinking is am I doing the right thing should I go get a real job why am I kidding myself you know who am I to think that I can start my own business all that type of stuff and really that's why if you go on the solopreneur grind blog or you go on my vlog on YouTube a lot of the content I put out has to do with mentality, confidence, dealing with loneliness and things like that. Because as a solopreneur, that's going to be something you're going to battle for a while. And even once things picked up, after about that first year, when I hit steady revenue that was pretty good numbers, you know, in or around the low five figures almost, almost every month, you still have those doubts. They don't disappear forever especially well for a few reasons probably two big reasons number one is you've had so many doubts in your head for so long because you struggled that they don't just disappear right just because you get a check one month for 15k or 10k or even you know six or seven or 8k which is enough for me to live off of you still worry that you won't be able to get it the next month right and because you've spent the first five six seven eight months working to get that that's what's most fresh in your mind, right? You're used to living that grind, that doubtful type of, of life where you're not sure if you're going to be able to make enough money to support yourself. And so it's really important to have a sort of self-care practice, whether that be meditation, journaling, 
certain exercises, yoga, a whole bunch of stuff. I talk about that in the blog and the vlog a lot. I'll link to some of them in the description if you do want access, your quick access to that stuff in terms of what I do for my routines in the morning, in the evening, or just uh, self-care type stuff as a solopreneur. The second reason that even once you hit your first month, you aren't sort of in the clear is that you then have to keep earning it every month, right? So I remember when I had my record month, it was about eight or eight or nine months ago, I had a record month and it was actually a tough month because I was working so hard, right? So I run a law practice, it's a service business. So when you make a sale, you have to serve the customer, obviously, you have to provide those services. And so because it was so busy and successful financially, it meant I spent a lot of time working alone at my computer. And it wasn't until the end of the month when I did my end of the month bookkeeping and, and accounting where I was like, holy crap, this is a record month. And I was like super happy and almost everything else kind of went to the, to the wayside, right? Because you realize you kind of made it, not in the sense that you're set for life, but you've accomplished something that you set out to from the beginning, which is to work for yourself and make a lot of money, right? Get that financial upside. Like if you work harder in your job, in your day job, you're, you might get a raise at the end of the year. But if you work super hard one month, you're not going to see your revenue double, right? That's something that can easily happen as a solopreneur. And so when I had my record month, it hit me and was just like, wow, that's that's awesome. But because I had spent that whole month just doing work, I was in a bad headspace and had to put into place some systems to kind of keep me better on track, right? So instead of bookkeeping every four weeks, maybe bookkeep every two weeks or one week so you can have a little celebration if you had a really good week or a good two weeks instead of being, uh, you know, just head down working the whole time and, and maybe not feeling so great about it. So it, it is ongoing, right? That's the trick with entrepreneurship. You're not going to have a steady paycheck. You might get to a place where, you know, monthly revenues and stuff is, is pretty steady and that's great. But for the first little while, it might not be. And, and that can be difficult, but it's just one of the cons, uh, you know, along with a lot of the pros of, of working as a solopreneur and you adjust and you get used to it. And but it was some of these realizations and difficulties that even when things are going well, they can be tough. Even when money's coming in, you cannot feel great about it or vice versa. Even if you're not doing great, you can love it, right? Even if business is slow at the beginning, at least you're doing what you want to be doing on your own time. And so it's balancing all of those things. But that's kind of when I realized that there isn't much content out there that covers the nitty gritty of it, right? It's it's rough. It's, it's a grind. I, I spent a few days thinking about the name of this brand, right? Solopreneur Grind. I picked the word for a very specific reason. And it's not because I want to jump on the sort of hustle train that, you know, everyone should be grinding all day, every day. Otherwise, you'll never be successful. I think I picked it because no matter what, and this is one of the key takeaways, actually a good segue here, I'll get into some key takeaways from the first 49 episodes and just from my own experience, but probably the first key takeaway 
from my experience of over two years working for myself as a solopreneur and interviewing 49 others is that it is tough at the beginning, right? Unless you're in a really good situation where maybe you have a really, really big network and clients are already lined up or I don't know, maybe you have a pile of money in the bank account and you can spend a lot on advertising or you can hire people right away or, or something like that. But even if that's the case, the beginning of any solopreneur journey is probably going to be pretty tough. You still have to set everything up. You still have to uh, provide the product or service that you're selling. You have a lot of things to figure out, processes. How are you going to do your bookkeeping, your accounting, your marketing, your sales, uh, website? Who's going to design it? How's it going to look? What's the brand going to be like? Right? There's a hundred little things to figure out, not all of which that you have to at the beginning, but most of which you really have to think about. And at, over time, you want to keep improving, right? And you want to make sure it all comes together as one piece. The other thing is to keep in mind, especially if you're working by yourself, all of that is up to you, right? So another takeaway that kind of relates to the first one is when you're a true solopreneur, or even if you have some contractors that are working for you, or maybe you have you know one employee or two employees, is if you don't think of something and act on it, it's not going to happen, right? Or in most cases, it's not going to happen unless you have a really motivated and entrepreneurially spirited employee. You have to take a lot of action every day as a, as a solopreneur. Otherwise, not much is going to happen, right? You can sit there and wish and hope and think and feel whatever you want. But unless you take a, so if you're not great at taking a lot of action, if you prefer to be directed or to have a boss and to have an agenda made for you, then solopreneurship might not be for you, right? And what that's another thing I want to try and help people with is even figuring out if it's the right thing for you, right? Entrepreneurship, solopreneurship, it's, it's very in right now, so to speak, in the sense that it's cool, right? Like, Entrepreneurship is now cool, whereas maybe it wasn't 10, 15, 20 years ago. And working for yourself and freelancing and remote work is, you know, the, the thing to do. It's the way to, to live, but it may not actually be a great fit for you. And so you need to figure out if it is. I think that if you are willing to take action, if you do have confidence in yourself and your abilities, if you do like having the freedom and control and you are you know a creative thinker not necessarily in the sense that you have to come up with creative stuff you know like creative marketing ads and stuff like that it doesn't have to be creative in the artsy type way because i'm definitely not but creative in the sense that you can think for yourself right you can come up with plans and strategies and really any other types of ideas for your solopreneur business to make sure it's competitive, to give it the best chance possible, because it's hard. So uh, yeah, that was that was another big takeaway. And to summarize those first two is, it's tough, and make sure that you're in it for the right reasons, and and you're willing to work hard at it. Right? You can't expect to kind of half-ass your way into success as a solopreneur. And I think that if you do listen to a lot of my episodes, you'll be able to pick up on that because I've really noticed it, right? For the first 10, 20 episodes, everything's still really fresh, still really new. After episode around 20, 25, 
I really started to pick up on themes, right? You, you start to, maybe people weren't saying things word for word, but you start realizing patterns in people and answers that they're saying and things that they do. And one of the clear as day patterns from every single one of the guests that's been on my show is that they all put a lot of time and effort into what they're doing, right? This was not, even if it started as a side project, this is not something they were spending three hours a week on, right? Even the side projects, you have solopreneurs spending one, two, three hours a day at night after the kids are asleep if they have to, or spending all day Saturday and Sunday on the weekend working on this if they had to, or you know, on their using every minute of their commute, using every minute of their lunch period, um, really any way they could kind of get ahead and give this thing the best chance that they could possible. So if you don't really have that kind of killer instinct, in, instinct or motivation, building a big solopreneur business may not be ideal for you, and that's totally fine, right? You could keep something smaller, you could keep your day job, you could be a freelancer on the side, right? Still kind of fits into that solopreneurship type thing where you're working for yourself. You know, freelance writer, freelance anything, you can still make pretty good money and, and work flexibly and, and do whatever you want in the meantime. So that, that was a big theme. I'm trying to think of one or two more themes from my guests is they all really look to provide value at the very beginning, right? So when you are getting started, one thing that a lot of people are uncertain to, certain of is what should I do, right? Maybe solopreneurship is interesting, but you don't know where to start. And where a lot of people started was just listening to the market or listening to family and friends or noticing a problem or a gap in an industry that they had a lot of experience in and then providing value there, right? So not being overly salesy, not just dumping a whole bunch of money and, and time into something totally unproven. There's sort of a hint or a push towards a certain type of product or service for a lot of people, right? And that can start from something you're just, you have an interest in, but make sure you're doing at least a little bit of due diligence and figuring out that it's it's a right move for you in the long run and then helping those people that need it, right? You don't have to necessarily go throwing around invoices at the very beginning. What a lot of my guests have done is their first one or two or three clients they worked for for free because getting those testimonials is way more valuable than the few hundred dollars or even few thousand dollars sometimes uh, because it can help get the snowball rolling in terms of bringing in new clients. And the other thing is if you do a great job for those free clients, they're going to be very inclined to refer other people to you who could be paying clients. So those are, those are probably the top three tips or the top three themes I've noticed from guests over time is number one, to really be willing to put in the hard work, right? Because if you're not, then a solopreneur business might not be in the books for you, not that that's a bad thing, but you want to be sure you're in it for the right reasons and you want to be sure that it is kind of within reason for, for you and where you're at in your life. The second 
is that you do want to do a little bit of due diligence, right? You you want to and and have a, a purpose and a and a vision in that space that you're going into. Don't blindly start businesses in spaces you have no idea about, right? So a lot of what I noticed is people had prior experience in that industry, or they knew a lot of people that had problems that they could solve, uh, or or something in and around those lines. And the third lesson is to just get started and feel free to provide value for free to people because it's a good way to test too, right? If you have one or two clients and you, instead of spending hours and weeks and, and maybe months finding paid clients and then realizing, hey, maybe this market isn't a good one. If you get one or two clients for free, not only can you practice what you're offering, but you'll get a good idea if it's a good match, if you like doing it and by helping people, they're likely to send other people your way down the road as well. So those are probably the top three things that I personally have learned. I've learned a lot, uh, not just on the conversations, but like I said, re-listening to a lot of episodes from my own guests, which is pretty cool. I also do it to listen to myself and get an idea of my interview style and if I need to improve and, and things like that. Uh, more of a personal update, I, I still am operating the firm at a smaller scale because I have since co-founded a very related immigration tech company. So I have you know, spent more than the last two years practicing immigration law in Canada. And if you're on the email list, you'll know that about a month and a half ago, I ended up launching a tech startup in the immigration space in Canada because it's an area that I think is ripe for innovation, but nobody seems to be trying to innovate it using technology. So I, I guess veering slightly away from solopreneurship, but right now still bootstrapping the company and working mainly by myself. So definitely still a solopreneur, definitely still doing a lot of solopreneur type stuff through the brand Solopreneur Grind. I've learned a ton from it, right? Even just starting and growing a podcast starting and growing the blog, managing my own website. I manage all the content myself, uh, Instagram, podcast, all that good stuff. And those are skills that you can apply, whether it be to new businesses you start, or if you do get a job down the road, or if you do start your own company, you know, I now have the confidence that I could build a website, I could start a podcast, I could manage a blog and everything like that. So uh, definitely plan on, uh, continuing with Solopreneur Grind probably forever because I think it's a really great outlet. I love to share my thoughts and ideas and struggles as I go through my own journey. And so if you do want to hear about it directly, I highly suggest you join my email list. The link will be in the description below or you know wh whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, I'll have a link to the email list join page uh, in the description. And what I do there is every Friday, I'll send you an email, usually mid-morning, with a little update on how I'm doing, any ideas or lessons I might have learned that week, and some blog posts that I may have posted if you, if you, uh, you want to check those out as well. And I also tend to link to my vlog. So usually every Friday, I do about a 6 to 10 minute vlog as well. So you can see me in action, either on air on YouTube, so you'll see me with the video, and my patented JMUG. If you don't know what that is, I recommend checking the vlog out. And I also post the audio on the podcast. So if you are a fan of the podcast, you, you probably already know this, but once a week, 
I post the audio of my vlog on uh, as as the SG Daily. So if you're looking at Solopreneur Grind in the podcast menu, there's two types of episodes. The SG Daily is just me by myself, short episodes, and then the podcasts that are entitled Episode X are the interview episodes on the Solopreneur Grind podcast with my guests. So anyways, I'm going to wrap it up. We're getting close. We're over 35 minutes. This was actually a little bit longer, but I had some ideas pop into my head, some key takeaways I wanted to share, and just to tell you a little bit more about me and what I'm thinking about these days and what I've learned and everything like that. So if you've listened this far, I really appreciate it. I hope to do another 50 of these and continue learning from other awesome solopreneurs, hearing their stories and and their lessons and just learning about what's out there, right? Because you never know what could be. There, There have been some guests who messaged me and I checked out their bio and I wasn't sure if they were the right fit or if I was super interested. And I always made sure to say yes, as long as they met the minimum criteria for me, which is basically, are you a solopreneur? And does it sound like you'd be a cool person to talk to? And so it's a pretty small threshold. But I was really surprised by talking to some people I might not have maybe thought to at the beginning. But so many people have so much more to share and say than we really think. And I wanted to be able to highlight that through this show. So I'm really glad that that I have. So with that, I'll say uh, thanks again for listening. If you do have something on your mind that you want to work on, that you want to get started on, could be a podcast, could be a YouTube channel, could be a blog, could be a new business, product, or service business, give it a try. At, you know, you never know what could happen. You never know what benefits might come out of it that you're not even thinking of right now. And you can probably start it for a lot cheaper than you think, right? Because of the internet and technology and all the different software out there, starting anything is a lot cheaper than any time before it's never been easier so i recommend giving it a try even if it's a few hours a week on the side to test it out and see if you want to commit more time to it but otherwise you know you might regret it if you don't down the road and i knew before i started this podcast that if i didn't start it i'd be a lot more regretful a few years down the road if i never started it than if i did start it and it totally failed so Keep that in mind. Again, if you want to get in touch personally, josh at solopreneurgrind.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure to join the email list. The uh, link will be in the description below. And hope to have you listen to another 50 episodes. Have a good one, and we'll talk soon.